Hello listeners, I'm Chloe Mears and this is Carson White. Hello. And we are here to talk to you about ways to maintain your child's oral health, educate you on statistics, and tell you guys signs of bad oral health to look out for. Our first topic we are going to discuss is oral health of young kids and teenagers. Oral health is more important than most people think, especially for your child. Tooth decay and poor oral health are most common, are the most common chronic health conditions in children in the United States today. Why do you think that is? Well, most families aren't educated on the importance of oral health compared to other more serious aspects of our health. For example, if you're a lower income family and must factor in what to pay for, most families will not choose dental health because it is considered a low priority. Here's some stats on children and oral health in the U.S. Six out of 10 children in the U.S. have one or more decayed or filled primary teeth by the age of five. Early childhood caries has become the most common childhood disease in the U.S. EEC is when there is one or more decayed, missing, or filled tooth in a primary tooth of a child six years or younger. This disease is very important to know about, in my opinion, opinion, because I've personally never heard of it, and if it's one of the most common childhood diseases, then that's an issue. Another set is that the older a child gets, the more likely they are to experience tooth decay. 51% of children between the ages of 5 and 9 have experienced tooth decay, and about 78% of kids 17 and above have also. So it's not just about your little kids you have to think about. Don't forget the teens. <clears throat> Let's talk about how we can improve oral care for lower-income families and minorities. In Washington, D.C., there was a project kicked off called Give Kids a Smile in 2003. Here's a quote from them talking about the experience. Working in the Howard Uni University Dental Clinic, volunteer dentists, including a substantial amount of Howard staff, screened more than 200 children from Abraham Simon Elementary School, located in one of the city's poorest areas and with a largely African-American student body. About half of the children required follow-up care, and many of them suffered from severe tooth decay. DC Dental Society member dentist agreed to provide the follow-up care at no cost. But many did not call for a follow-up. Only three patients did, and all of them ended up not showing up or canceling. So clearly, it isn't the fact that not having free dental care is the issue. It's the fact that parents and children are not educated on how important it actually is and can't find the free time to work it into their busy schedules. I'd also like to discuss factors that can cause risk to your children's oral health. Risk factors consist of lack of coverage for dental insurance, fear of dental visits, lack of providers, from underserved racial and ethnic groups and lack of preventable public programs. About 21% of the recipients of Medicaid are African Americans and 30% of recipients of Medicaid are Hispanic. And just because they have dental coverage doesn't mean the dental care provided is adequate. In fact, dental insurance is often inadequate when provided by Medicaid. 12 states provide comprehensive coverage 20, 20 provide limited coverage, 15 provide emergency-only coverage, and four don't provide any coverage at all for Medicaid enrollees. The lack of providers is due to the dentist who may not accept their insurance or having to wait for coverage to take effect, which could be months. Dental care for the uninsured and underinsured can be viewed as poor compared to the dental care that white patients may receive. Fear of dentists is also a risk factor. About 9% of people are believed to have this fear. 
There's also a lack of public programs available to assist these minorities in dental insurance they may not have. Although the percentage is relatively low, they play a role in how people have deteriorating oral health. Dental sealants used to prevent cavities are more prevalent in Caucasian children, about 44%, compared with African Americans and Asian children, 31% each, and Hispanic children, about 40%. Another interesting fact is early childhood caries is an infectious and preventable disease that can be transmitted from mother or other intimate caregivers to infants. This means that female patients can transfer this infectious disease to children through contact. Following our risk factors, here's some wellness recommendations we have for you and your children. Your child should be brushing their teeth two times a day with fluoride toothpaste and flossing their teeth every day and going to the dentist every six months. Doing this is a good way for your child to get started on a good oral health journey. Long-term oral health improvements will occur when more parents understand and convey to their children the benefits of good nutrition and the dangers of tobacco, poor nutrition, excessive alcohol intake, drug use, and other unhealthy behaviors. Assuring proper hygiene for kids will help them get into a routine as they grow up and assure proper dental care and redu reduce the risk of dental cariesis. And that ends this episode about maintaining or fixing your kids' oral health habits.